Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And thank you so much for all the continued shares. And as always, I'm grateful for that. Um, that it helps to get this information out to people that need it. You know, I started this podcast as a way to continue with aftercare for patients that I had. And eventually, it just became more about uh, putting information out there that people might need uh, to help in their tr- own self-transformation. I work in the field of mental health, and as a counselor, I find myself these days kind of interacting with the psychiatric world, the medical part of my profession. And it's become interesting, this dynamic we've got going on in the United States. Psychiatry has really just kind of changed into uh, medication prescription, right? A medical provider is all about just prescribing medication, not really providing therapy for the most part. And Most of the time, the psychiatrist will refer to a therapist like myself to work with the patient in whatever it is that they want to work with. But as a consumer in this society, as a person that is on the journey of healing, you might want to know this information and understand it a little bit better. I'm kind of going to expose some things that are pretty important to know in, in a field of mental health, especially if you're going to seek healing, I need you to know the options and I need you to kind of know what's situations being presented to you in treatment. Basically, I need you to understand the possibilities of treatment for you as a consumer and so as a patient as well on your journey to healing. And many people might not agree with what I'm saying today and that's fine. You guys, anybody who's who's has an opinion that may differ from mine. They're more than allowed to have it. This is just my observation of working as a therapist for years and and gaining an understanding of the therapeutic world and how it's impacted by medicine. And I'm going to give you this observation today. I get discouraged at times when I work with a patient who's taking medication because often they are being told and I'm not saying this is done by all th- by all psychiatrists, but they're often being told or have gained some information, whether it's uh, social media or even from pharmaceutical companies. If they have been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, uh, then they have this chemical imbalance and that it is going to be treated with medication for their lifetime. <laughs> Fortunately, this is not true. In 2011, as a matter of fact, Dr. Pies wrote an important article regarding the deceit that happens with the chemical imbalance theory. Really, it's a very enlightening type of article, and I love that it's written by a psychiatrist who definitely promotes the idea of calming down with how much we see mental health disorders as a chemical imbalance. 
this is something that was coined by pharmaceutical companies. And of course, it, it worked pretty well. It's a genius idea. It's a billion dollar industry. And unfortunately, I do hear after a while that psychiatrists are using the same concept, which is actually not, if you read the article, you'll see why it's not really an accurate description of what happens in your brain. There's no chemical imbalance when you're experiencing sadness, uh, anxiety, or what have you. These are typical normal emotions. And they, in, as a therapist, I even see them represented by the way you talk about your world, the way you talk about your life and how you see it. And if you've been seeing it for some time without interrupting that, you basically have the habit of producing this chemistry, producing this type of thinking pattern. And I'm going to basically tell you that this thinking pattern will produce what you chemically experience those emotions as, right? And so they're not disconnected from one another. It's not like you're a sack of chemicals and neurotransmitters. You uh, just happen to be walking along and, and, oh, you lost some serotonin and you need to get them, you know, get an uptake. That's, that's not what what's happening in your mind, okay? There's nothing wrong with you experiencing sadness, and unfortunately, when we go to a doctor's office or medical provider, they prescribe us pills right away. That Again, that would imply that somehow this would solve the problem. You have a chemical imbalance, let's balance that shit and give you medication for it. But of course, if you've ever been on medication long term, you would know that, or ask anybody who's been on medication long-term, the way they solve the problem and see the world is still the same. They're just a little less irritable, <laughs> little numb. Now, medication can be very useful in many important and significant types of mental illnesses. Not your common colds of anxiety and depression, but like the significant ones like mania, OCD, uh, schizophrenia, those could help in, in certain areas. But even then, when it comes to the mind itself, we don't really know if you're really low on those serotonins or what have you. We just kind of give the best educated guess uh, when we're talking about when we're pre- when we're prescribing medication, we're giving you the best educated guess, and you as a consumer can choose to say yes, I'll take the medication, or no, I will not. But unfortunately, a lot of the protocols these days is that the people will go uh, be evaluated in clinics of mental health, will be evaluated for medication because depending on the place, that's kind of the some of the protocol there. In other clinics, it may be just solely psychotherapy, and then if they need medication, then they're referred out for that. But as a therapist, I'm seeing that if you are being prescribed medication for anxiety and depression without really doing the the counseling, the psychotherapy that is needed, unfortunately, that delays progress. And let me explain why. When you're given medication, unfortunately, you might get the indication that it does the job. So when you go to counseling, it kind of is you shut down to the idea of actually doing the work that is needed. And you guys, I hate to say it, but we need to feel the emotions. I don't need you to numb them. I need you to feel them because you'll be able to deal with them appropriately. We'll be able to focus on how to deal with discomfort. But let's say you're taking the medication and numbs you for some time and eventually increases tolerance and you're going to need more. It's, it's an external source trying to control or an internal source. So it's only going to be temporary versus psychotherapy is teaching how to be 
able to discipline the mind to regulate emotions from the inside out. And this one here, friends, is for a lifetime. You don't have to take pills for that. I'm not a medical provider. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't go to medical school. I, I, that's not, that's not my scope of practice. So please, I'm not trying to sway you from taking medication or not. This is your right to say, I want to take it or not to take it. But I want you to do your own research as a consumer. You know, I think we do a lot of research on depression and if we've kind of made it into this idea of like, it's a chemical imbalance and you're walking around and you're, you just, something is wrong with you. We're telling you, unfortunately, uh, it's it's implied in the in the behavior that there's something wrong with you if you are diagnosed with depression because you're feeling sad or irritable or what have you, and you're not able to get out of bed. The thing is, there's much more underlying stuff going on. You're not just a, a physiology case. You're not a case of the physical body where it produces hormones and and serotonin, what have you. It, you are beyond that. There's there's you're a spiritual being, you're a, an emotional being, you're a, you have a mind on the inside, a consciousness that is beyond the physical aspect. And you need to be handled by a person who has, it's, has a history of understanding or understanding the human in a holistic sense rather than in a, just a medical sack of chemistry sense. I go back to, this emotion that I often experience of discouragement when I see a person say, you know, it's not working. This is not working. This therapy is not working. And most of the time it is because it is delayed. It's delayed because people are depending a lot more on the medication than the work that they have to do themselves. We want quick fixes. And so medication seems appealing. It's like, hey, it might just solve the, the whole thing for me. But if that was the case, friends, why would I still have a job? If medication solved this problem, why would I still have a job? This is the thing. You are born. You are born with everything that you need. The emotions that you are experiencing, however intense, are there for a reason. They're there because they come from a thought process. It's not always something wrong physiologically with you. As a matter of fact, most commonly, people with depression, anxiety, it's, it's something that is not experienced as a side effect of maybe postpartum. It's not always a side effect of uh, other physiological conditions, medical conditions. It's it's not that. A lot of us acquire conditioned responses that help us view the world a certain way and, and it's not helping us out. And we need to go to therapy in order for us to look at them, dissect them, be able to look at emotions rather than things that shouldn't be there. It's like, it's something wrong with you if you feel irritable. No, 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 no. It's just, it's a natural feeling. It's it really look at the trigger and the trigger usually is a thought, it is a thought or maybe an external circumstance, but it also is whatever thought you have about it. It goes back to your thoughts. I can't escape this. No matter what you're looking at, you're thinking something about it. It can cause whatever emotion that you're experiencing. We are looking at things all day long and we've learned to subconsciously have certain interpretations about whatever we're looking at, whether it's offense, whether it's disappointment, whether it's joy, whatever. We are subconsciously now reacting to the world. We have to just slow down. Psychotherapy allows the opportunity to slow down and think about what we're thinking about. We got to take this seriously. We got to encourage psychotherapy as a healing profession because we've been around 
pretty long, as long as humans been around. We, my ancestors, my ancestors of this profession are the witch doctors, the shaman in villages, the, the medicine men, medicine women in tribes. That those are the people that did my job. And we have to understand the human as a conscious being who has a physical body. They impact one another. They're connected to one another. You're not just a separate thing. You know, it's not like just a brain structure. You are beyond that. I need you to think this way about you. In no way swaying you to not take your medication or take your medication. That is not a conversation that you need to be having necessarily with me. It needs to be had with your medical provider. But I need you to understand the idea of a chemical imbalance has been exposed and debunked. And if you are going by the idea that it, that it's a chemical imbalance, just do the research and you'll find out that it's not, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing, but unfortunately it does make a billion dollar industry rich and it keeps getting richer and people are benefiting from it and people are benefiting from prescribing certain medications. And unfortunately that is a culture that still continues in the medical, in the mental health world. So I need you to know as a consumer, this is going on. And so this way you can make a decision, give yourself an opportunity to stabilize your own emotions, understand them better. So they're not, you're not responding to them as intensely. The thing is the the reason why most of the time emotions are so intense is because we haven't looked at them. We've been avoiding them. We haven't learned to go inside our own mind, slow things down, learn to understand our subconscious a lot better. And the responses that we're subconsciously producing, bring them into conscious awareness. I don't have to prove that you're a conscious being, but if you need me to, you already know this information because when you are sitting by yourself and you're thinking thoughts and you're talking to yourself and nobody can hear you, who the heck are you talking to? That's your conscious, whatever that lives on the inside of you that is just beyond the physical body. Whether you choose to believe it or not, it believes in you. <laughs> and that's what I want you to, to work on. You, you are born with everything you need to regulate your emotions. Give yourself an opportunity to really do and be involved in hands on with your therapy, with your talk therapy. Really explore the issues, really get in there, face your discomforts, learn to know yourself and the depth of you beyond just the chemistry. Because all we're doing is a patch up job with that chemistry is just numbing things. But we all know it doesn't change your thought process. You're still solving your problems the same way. You still look at your mom and your dad and your sister and your past and your future. You're still looking the same way. You still have the same interpretations. And if they're not good to you, they're going to continue to be played out subconsciously because you're not making yourself consciously aware of them and changing them. And that's why the psychotherapy process is so damn important. I don't want us to dismiss it. Unfortunately, in my, in this culture, in this society, in the Western world, we perceive, especially in the United States, we perceive that talk therapy is an alternative medicine. So guess what the primary source of medicine would be? It would be the psychiatry, the medical world. So we're trying to fit this consciousness thing, pretend it's not there. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know why, we, like, because we can't touch it. We can't feel it. We can't measure it. The medical world goes, goes ahead and dismisses that you're a conscious fucking being, but you are, you know, you are, I know you are. When you come into my office, I know I'm talking 
as a conscious being talking to another conscious being. And that that is the most important part here. That's what, what I'm working with. I'm not working with your chemistry. I know that you're able to change chemistry that has been a default setting for you. The default cannot change if you continue to have the same thought process and you're putting all your energy and dependence on a pill, just a pill. Have I seen progress with a pill being taken with psychotherapy? Yeah, I have. Absolutely, I have. But a lot of the times I see it as also people becoming more dependent on the pill and that's where it can go wrong. I'm putting this out to you so this way you know as a therapist what I'm observing about people. And you need to have this conversation with yourself and your medical provider. And you guys together in collaboration will determine what you would like to do. Please trust yourself in this process. Just because I tell you that you are depressed doesn't really mean <laughs> that you're just never going to change it. No, no, no. It just means it's an emotion. And emotions, people don't last forever. They're changeable. They're changeable. It doesn't have to be your identity. I'm very passionate about this topic. And just this past couple of months, I've been kind of getting a little bit discouraged in my profession because I'm hearing a lot of people walking around with this chemical imbalance theory, basing their whole perception of their healing on a pill, on, on them as a sack of chemistry and not looking to themselves as a conscious being with depth beyond anything that is measured. And it's okay for us to admit that and say it. Because the idea of consciousness has been around for many, many years. I mean, if you think of ancient literature, we all had ways to deal with life that basically showed that we understood ourselves as, as, as conscious being, as a spiritual being, whatever you want to call it. This was been around for, for so long. You can't treat one without the other. You can't treat the physical body without treating the psychological aspect. You just, you just can't people. We can't. We're connecting. We need to connect the mind and the body together. There's something here that's missing and people are delaying, unfortunately, the progress that they can have, the transformation they can have. Discomfort in your emotions is not a bad thing. It's not something that's unusual or inhumane to have. We just need to look at what the source of it is, seek to understand it, confront it. And I, promise that after a while will not be that intense anymore because you know what it is and you know where it comes from. And when you become consciously aware of the trigger of that thought, the trigger of that emotion, you'll be able to regulate that. I'm a walking, talking example of that. I'm not lying to you. The peace that you want can be possible whatever default setting you have, no matter how many times you get quiet or peaceful for just a few minutes, you always go back to that default. And we can we can change that default setting. We can change that once you know what it is. People, unfortunately, avoid the thought process. They're avoiding their thinking. They're avoiding changing thoughts. They're avoiding uh, confronting their feelings by trying to understand what where they come from. And just going straight to external changes to distraction to binge watching tv to to taking medication to just um moving through the the process without having to look at the source and you are a human being beyond chemistry friends human beings beyond chemistry that's really what i wanted to talk about today and it's important for you guys to know that i'm not trying to take the, the medical world and dig it to pieces. Absolutely not. I work in cooperation with it. I, I believe in aspects of it, 
But when it comes to the common colds of anxiety and depression, these are emotions that are natural, that people feel. But of course, we're making them seem with this chemical imbalance, like it, like there's something wrong with you because you're experiencing these feelings. Absolutely not. We need anxiety. I need anxiety when I'm about to get robbed. I need anxiety when I'm about to take a test or go to a job interview or else what, what am I, I need to study. So I need this anxiety to give me a warning, but it, there's something going on there if I'm making it into a lifestyle of anxiety. When I've experienced loss, right? Uh, whether it's loss of a job, loss of a human being in my life, a family member, it's natural to experience sadness. When it becomes depression, <laughs> it's just we've made it into a, a default setting. We just want to think certain thoughts and we just replay them over and over again and we have not interrupted them yet. We have not learned to look at them yet. So we need these significant intense emotions to be intense in order for us to go in there and do some work, not just live with the condition. I want nobody out there to live with anxiety and depression and that condition is just to live with it. Unfortunately, that's what this chemical imbalance theory is, is basically saying is like, Hey, you just got to live with it. <laughs> what? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I know that because I've been doing this for some time and I've seen I've experienced it myself and I've seen people that have changed, that have changed. And it's possible. It's possible. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself and what you're capable of doing. You were born with everything you need. The clue is there. <laughs> but what you're born with is a much better, more intricate, complex system or instrument called your mind. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing but we have to know how it works. And the psychotherapeutic process really helps us do that, become more self-aware, which of course would make sense that people that are more self-aware are able to go into the emotions a lot quicker and extinguish fires before they become so huge, like depression and anxiety and I'm debilitated. They're just thoughts and feelings, friends. They're just thoughts and feelings. And they're not to be scary, but unfortunately for us humans, it is scary. But it's scary if I'm doing it by myself with the same tools I've always had. But if I'm with a therapist and keeping an open mind, I'll be able to, to do more things to interrupt and recognize, hey, maybe the way I'm doing it is not right. Maybe the way I'm doing it is harmful to me. But I cannot know that unless I have a mirror in front of me and those therapists for you act as a mirror. Really do use them. Really do use that therapist is coming in there to hear your story and that wants to help you look at your life and how you, how you talk about it and what you think about it and what you think of people in your life and how you think about yourself. They want to show you that about you. Let them do that and be open to receiving that so you can make the changes you would like to make. Because if you don't like some, if you don't like something you're seeing about you, you can absolutely change it. So within you, it's very possible. And I don't want to take that away from you as a therapist, as a person who's working in the field of mental health. We all have a mental health to be concerned about. Just because we've got a diagnosable disorder does not mean that is something that you're stuck with for life, friends. We just created those words a few years ago. <laughs> Depression, anxiety, common colds. We need to look at them differently today. We need to look at them differently because now it's just haywire. It's just going, it's, it's a big circus with how we're dealing with those things. There are just thoughts and feelings that you're allowed to have that is part of human functioning. 
and there's there's nothing wrong with it. There's, it doesn't mean there's you have to live with this for the rest of your life. There's just emotions, and believe me when I tell you, emotions are impermanent. They change, okay? They can change, and we could do that. All right. I think I hammered this enough. <laughs> and again, if this applies to you, wonderful. If this doesn't, wonderful. Either way, it's just for whoever needs this information. I would want to know this. I would want to tell my own son this information. Why would I keep it away from you? Yeah. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance to see yourself beyond just the sack of chemistry. Look this information up and, and see if you find it useful. You don't have to agree with me. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm just giving you a kind of a, a perception of is I'm just one therapist in the field of mental health. Maybe my opinion doesn't matter at all, but I'm still presenting it to you for whoever's listening. And if it helps you again, great. And if it doesn't, great. Okay. I'm here to be of service on this journey of healing. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. And I love you guys. I really do. I don't want to see anybody give up. I don't want to see anybody give up and on themselves, on themselves. That's the worst one to see for a therapist is how people give up on themselves. Their emotions consume them and they really give up on the fact that they can regulate their emotions. They've depended on something else for so long to distract them rather than go inside and do the work. Let's get, let's get to work. Let's get to work. All of us. This has been an episode of Drive Through.